This is the Handyman Business Coach Podcast number six. You know, you're really looking at an option close or an option sale where, you know, it's not do I buy from or do I not? You have a clear problem. I have clear solutions. You just pick whichever one you think is best. I'll give you the pros and cons of each. And now whichever one you pick, we're going to go do that. Um, so I feel like a really important pillar to start with is just that sales component because without it, everything else becomes that much harder. You're listening to the Handyman Business Coach Podcast. Even though we may not have the same story, I would guarantee there are specific areas in your handyman business you're struggling with all by yourself like I did for years. And you don't know who to turn to for trusted, proven solutions. Now for the good news, you don't have to struggle alone anymore. My name is Rick E. Patterson and I'm the Handyman Business Coach. Hello again, it is Rick Patterson, also known as the Handyman Business Coach. It is so good to see you and to speak with you if you're in the podcast. If you're not, this is uh, one of those shows that is irregular. We're not going to talk in this, in this program at all about how much do I charge to paint a 12 by 12 bedroom. Those are for beginners. This is not a beginner's class, guys. These are for guys that are hungry, that want to know how to make more money with less clients and to work smarter rather than harder. Let me ask you this. First off, are you tired of working hard? Ah, okay. I could make a whole commercial with that, couldn't I? Are you tired of working hard? Sit back on the sofa and let's, let's, let's talk about how to make more, you know, make more money with less clients. All right. Uh, you know, now for a commercial, right? So, but we're not going to do that right now. Today I have with me Roland Leitenberg. Now, Roland was with me just recently, and I tell you what, one of the best uh, interviews I've ever had. He has revolutionized my thinking in just one uh, episode, but also he has personally changed my business around. And I have, I tell you what, in the first 30 days, I made a 30 to 40% increase in the company income because of what his product is provided. Now, Roland is the co-founder of House Call Pro. House Call Pro is a CRM. If you don't know what that means, it's literally a customer relations management program or an app that you can use. It covers all the bases. And the thing I like about it, when you look at it on the home screen at your desk or office, all of the reports can be lined up side by side. Yep. I had so much trouble with that in my uh, previous experience working with CRM that literally because we could not track, we could not track where we were or where we were supposed to be that month previous when I discovered we lost in our business. Now get this, we lost over $65,000. Now, I don't know if, if your business can sustain that or not, but I'll tell you what, we're going to talk about the advantages in this program of House Call Pro. Roland, welcome back. Thanks for coming back and being with us. We're so proud to have you. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Awesome. What was we're the best part of your day so far? You know, for me, um, the best part is being able to wear flip-flops to work, but also I'll show you the second best part <laughs> is being able to have Nerf guns at work. Now, if so, you're... If you're watching this on YouTube, you know what we're talking about. He just lifted up two giant Nerf ball machines, okay? I mean, we're talking guns, okay? I call them Nerf ball 
uh, like yeah. machine guns. Okay, rapid yeah, fire. Guns. There you go. Now well, uh, it, it is. It is like that. It is, it is definitely much like that. See, it's got this little reloader right there. You can shoot a lot really quick. <laughs> so yeah, when when you own your own business, it's important to have a, a good culture. And one of the things that we like to do is we like to have fun. And so when you have fun, you know, people go, oh, man, you, you took, you know, everybody off the sales floor. You, the entire office closed down for an hour and a half while you guys did Nerf gun wars. Why would you do such a thing? Isn't that counterproductive? Uh, but what people don't understand is that, you know, as employees are, are more happy and engaged, you know, they're increasing their productivity 20 to 30 percent so is that one hour worth 20 to 30 percent more output for the next month absolutely and you think about well oh my gosh you just bought you know 100 nerf guns is that expensive yeah you know it's 1500 bucks but what is that worth in productivity over that next month and it's irreplaceable you just can't do it and besides it's really fun so <laughs> you, you two birds one stone you know it's it's like this guys you've got to learn and and, and if you haven't learned it yet it, you you I would suggest uh, adapting this mantra into your your life, your philosophy, and how you look about this. And we're going to talk about some philosophical um, advantages of changing your mindset. Okay, one thing that uh, that you've got to learn is never trip over dimes to pick up dollars. Okay. It might a be a little expensive here, but what is the intrinsic value of that investment? Okay, so did Roland just blow $1,500 and something? No, he can use them again at something else. He can also build the rapport that he needs as a leader inside of his company like he's doing every single day. But the other thing is, you know what, Roland? If you get tired of them, you want to move them off, you can send them to my house. I got seven kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only need uh, 83 more to cover the rest of the guns that we have. So I hope you're, I hope you're ready there. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, well, you know, Roland, uh, last time we talked about uh, some philosophical things. And, and uh, guys, you know, I always ask in these short interviews, these eight to 10 minute interviews, is, is what's the one character trait that our, our guest they attribute to their success and why. And, and there's, here's a big word that I had to go look up. Uh, Roland talked about anti-fragility, anti-fragility. Okay. Go look it up on the, on the internet and learn what that was exactly when I read it, I thought, okay, he's, he, maybe he didn't understand my question. Let me go look this up. And you know what? I, I was taken to school. All right. I learned what, what anti, to be anti-fragile meant. So let, let's pick up where we left off. Roland, for our listening guests that are, maybe you, this is your first time, guys, or maybe you're, you've come back, you've already listened to that first episode. If you haven't, after this episode, go back to our short interview with Roland, and you'll see that there at the, the numbers of the episode will be smaller than this one, okay? So go back and look for him. And I'll tell you what, tell me how anti-fragility has helped you in your own business? Sure. So I'd just say uh, the definition really of anti-fragility is being able to become stronger, to, to benefit, grow from random things, um, from uncertain things that, that happen in your life, things where there's variation from the norm, things that maybe you don't expect and, and how you can transfer that in, into business and also into life. And so what happens uh, in life, and, and actually a good example is, you know, people 
they uh, buy into the American dream. They buy a house uh, too big that they can afford. They, they're stretching to get into it. Now, all of a sudden, they're weighing themselves down by uh, all these obligations that cause them to be more conservative in their approach uh, to all things in life, all things in business. Oh, my gosh, I, I can't spend too much here because if I do, then I don't have enough to pay for X. And so when you think about what is um, being anti-fragile mean is that, you know, how do you work with uh, things that are necessary in business so that you can constantly experiment so that you can tinker so you can try new things um, without being wiped out because these small things changes and things that you implement in your business processes a different automations maybe different marketing channels you never know and there's a high chance of failure but the ones that do work out is where you get these huge gains from that your competition isn't even trying or thinking about because they have to be conserved in their bets so by becoming more anti-fragile both in your own life but also in, in business you're allowing yourself the opportunity to grow at a much faster rate at the same time, not being wiped out when something really big happens because you've opted to become more conservative. So it's a sh kind of a, a shortened version of the summary of the book, uh, which is very dense, by the way, and it's it's hard to read. You really have to be into it. Um, it took me right. a while, and I've listened listened to it on audiobook as well as read because I feel like it's important to do both. Um, yeah, but but if you have the interest in kind of learning more, it is is is, is a good read. It's not simple though. <laughs> It's not simple. And, I, you know, I read a synopsis of it, like a Reader's Digest, and Hasim Talib is T-A-L-E-B is his last name. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm already a student. I, I read about 30 minutes of his writings, and I had to quit, get ready uh, for my next little gig going on here. And i tell you what, what I learned from that, I'm thinking, okay, now I see, now I see the brilliance of this author. Okay, I see things differently. Now, guys, there's two ways of learning. Let me just do take a teaching moment here real quick, Roland. Um, there's two ways of learning. There's the school of hard knocks, okay, which you can do yourself. You can uh, spend decades of trying to solve problems all by yourself like most of you are doing right now, okay? And you might get there. I hope you do if that's the route you want to take. For me personally, I've been in this, in this industry for over 43 years. It wasn't until the last two years, the last two years that I perfected even more and more and more and got to where I was. So I've learned through the school of hard knocks. Did I know who to turn to? No, I had a lot of mentors. I still have a number of mentors, business coaches, people that I go to for financial advice, those for business that are more smarter than me in, in business, those uh, in trade skills, thinking like, okay, my guys need to know about this. We're going to teach on this. We're going to have a workshop on this. I need to bring those experts in if I'm going to talk about painting, if I'm going to talk about drywall, if I'm going to talk about tile or anything like this. The other way to learn is get yourself a mentor. One of the, one of the acts of mentoring is getting a book. Let me grab one here real quick. This one right here, I'm getting to write a book, getting ready to write a book. It's called Publish, Promote, and Profit, okay? It's by Rob Cosberg, all right? I haven't cracked this book yet. I've got it right here sitting next to me. It's like next. But see, here's a, here's a, here's a principle that, that all of us embrace, no matter what business you're in, is that readers lead and leaders read. Okay, let me say that again. Readers lead and leaders read. Do you see the connection? So if you want to be a leader in your industry, a leader in your hometown, 
where you are and be the very best of you, the very best possible way that you can be is one, the quickest way again is to get yourself a mentor, a business consultant, somebody that knows a little bit more than you that you can learn from and that you can glean. The second part of that is to read, read books. Now I'm going to challenge you right now. I love to give challenges. Okay. I like to be challenged. I'm going to challenge you to get the book by Haseem Talib. It's called, and it deals with anti-fragility. Okay. Type that up in your, in your search engine, anti-fragility or just the word anti-fragile. Yeah. Anti-fragile will take you right there on Amazon. It, it really will. So, yep. so I want to challenge you on that. So Roland, let's move to our big question of the, of the session. Our topics usually revolve around six pillars of a successful business. That could be a handyman business or any other home service business that you're in that we're addressing. Okay. So we have business development, sales, marketing, family, character development, and then administration. So these are the six pillars that we build and support our business on top of, okay? So again, marketing, sales, business development, administration, family, and then character. Which one of those best resonates with you? Yeah, the first thing that any founder or any business owner has to start with is sales. So if you can't sell yourself, you can't teach anybody else to, to sell, sell your product. What is it? How do you talk about it? You know, if I, if I tell you, you know, why do you want to buy this Sharpie, Rick? Let's talk about, let's talk about your needs, you know, put it in your hand, then take it away from you and ask you to sign for something, you know, the, the Wolf of Wall Street sales. Like, it's like, if you can't get to the point where you can sell your own product to a specific customer and find a persona for what you're selling it to, you're gonna have a really hard time growing your business and training others. So the first thing you have to do, and even if you feel like, oh, I'm not a sales guy, I'm just a really good X, you know, I'm just really good at fixing things or I'm good at this. No matter what, you're always gonna have to have sales in a proper place so that you can continue uh, to do the trade, right? Whatever you're selling, uh, your profession, your, your time, your skills, whatever it happens to be. Now, for me, I feel like a really good trait um, when it comes to building sales skills is being outcome independent. So what does that mean? It's such a different selling environment today than it used to be in the past. In the past, you think about, you know, the traveling salesman coming out, things and being really pushy. Today's mindset is much different. It comes from a consultative sale. Here are the options, Rick. I'm going to tell you four different things. Let me listen to you. Let me ask you a lot of questions. Tell me about yourself. What are you looking for? Let me present you with three options. I don't care which one you pick, Rick. I just gave you the three that I think are the best. No matter what you do, you're going to pick the right one for yourself. Instill confidence in the buyer. And you do this by listening to them. You do this by asking the right questions. You do this by presenting them options. And the sale happens naturally. So when I talk about outcome independence, make it so that whatever you offer to them, you don't care which option they pick. And as long as you have it that way, you know, you're really looking at an option close or an option sale where, you know, it's not, do I buy from or do I not? You have a clear problem. I have clear solutions. You just pick whichever one you think is best. I'll give you the pros and cons of each. And now whichever one you pick, we're going to go do that. Um, so I feel like a really important pillar to start with is just that sales component because without it, everything else becomes that much harder. 
Once you have sales, you can start focusing on how do I get more business through marketing? How do I get more business through business development? Now all of a sudden I got paperwork and I need to do administration. Oh my gosh, now I'm doing so many sales. My family life is suffering because I'm out there selling so much business. I only have so much little time, but it starts with making sure that someone is willing to buy your service at a certain price and you're able to render it. So when you can figure that out, that's when the fun really starts. You know, Roland, one of the one of the common threads in uh, in any business, and especially in the handyman business, since I deal exclusively with handyman, is number one, they they have been working for let's say uh, for a contractor, and they look at his fancy truck, they look at his fancy cars, his fancy house, and the the expensive vacations he goes on, and he looks at himself and he says, "Wait a minute, he's doing that off the sweat of my brow," okay. I'm making him wealthier. Um, I'm going to go do that because I like that lifestyle. I like what he's doing. I'm going to go do that on my own. So he goes maybe across the street, you know, and he starts his own little handyman business. He's a carpenter. Uh, he knows his skill. He can build houses. He's done it for a long time. Okay. It's hard to say centuries, but being realistic here. And so he's like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I got work. I got work. I got work. Everybody's hearing about me and everything like this. But then that comes that day where he's still sitting at the breakfast table, sipping that coffee. He's looking at his calendar. He's looking at his phone app maybe. And it's nothing but tumbleweeds going by. All right. So he doesn't know how to connect the dots. And then he finally figures that out and say, okay, I need to run an ad. I need to do this. I need to advertise. I need to do this. I've already run out of my circle of friends. Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? I get so many people that brag to me. Oh, I don't need to advertise. I got, I got word of mouth. Well, that's great for you, but there is going to come a day when nobody needs work done that day. Okay. And be truthful about it. Those are more often that you want. Okay. How do I know? Been doing this for a long time, dude been doing it a long time. I know what those days are. However, and one of the things, Roland, that that we face in this industry, you know, and it can be any industry that we go through, how do we keep a consistent work schedule? How do we keep it every single day? What, what do you recommend that somebody in this home service industry do? How can they yeah. keep something happening every day? I think the, there's there's really three things that you should be thinking about. One is, what does it look like when someone is looking for a business and how do you show up when they're looking and what it's your business exude? So that's one. Two is how do you build it so that way, no matter what, whether you're actually working or not, how is money coming through the door? And the third one is, how do you price and when do you price based upon your availability? So let's start with that one because I... I I just said that one first. Um, I talked to a lot of pros and they go, Roland, I've got so much work. You know, I'm booked out two months. And I think of that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. But they tell me like as if they're bragging. Right, right. And so, and so I go, you know, if you're booked out for two months, there's a pricing problem. They're like, what do you mean? Everybody wants to use me. And I have to tell them, look, uh, you got to think a little bit about supply and demand. How are you pricing? I always recommend people give yourself a raise, double your prices, just double it and see what happens. You won't lose half the work, right? So 
I always tell people, don't be afraid to increase your prices because if you're that far booked out, you want to get to the mode where, hey, you know what? Maybe I want, and I say like typically depending on your business, if you can be booked out like a week, that's fairly acceptable. Too much longer than that. You know, I understand if you don't have a consistent um, um, demand gen engine built yet, but I say like a week is, is kind of the right part because people don't want to wait too much longer than a week. Um, now, people wait for doctors for months because there's only one doctor and it's only that one doctor that can do this particular thing or that's really that good. And the consequences of failure is very high. But when it comes to home services, nothing is as that catastrophic. And I would say most people can deliver roughly the same quality of work. Maybe there's some better, some less. Um, so what you want to really think about is, okay, how do I build up the second piece, which is, or the, really I said the first one, but how do I build up that reputation so when people are looking at me, I am the best and people are willing to pay that premium price for whoever is the best. And so when you're being searched online, when people are talking about you online, how are you there? So when someone looks up your name, you know, Rick's Handyman Service, they're already, oh, you know what? This is a great, this seems like a great business. Um, and I always tell people too, don't worry if you don't have the perfect five stars. In fact, companies that have between 4.7 to 4.9 uh, do better than the ones that have five stars. And it's both a combination of quantity as well as quality, but also the responses to the negative reviews that make That's a it. massive difference. That's it. And, yeah. and people are very afraid of getting that one review from that crazy cat lady that, you know, who knows, God knows what happened there. And some, some disaster and she's riding everywhere in the BBB and a, People look at your responses. Are the responses reasonable? Does the owner of the business take responsibility and ownership? And do they try to make it right? And if so, how? And do they do it quickly? Because if those three conditions are met, then someone's going to say, you know what? Even if Rick screws up, it looks like he does right by his customers and I don't have to worry. And once those fears are assuaged, you know, then I go book. And he can command the prices that he commands because he is the best, All right? So now you've got those two. And then that second one that I mentioned, which is like, how can you make money while you're not trading time for dollars? And so that's where with House Call Pro, we've built it so that any pro can build a recurring service plan. Where it'll automatically, you'll send it out, the customer can keep a card on file and it bills them on a monthly basis. And when people are like, oh, Roland, I don't know, how do I do that? You know, like, oh, what are they willing to pay for? Do I give discounts or whatever? I say the most basic way to do it is whatever you're selling on any hourly business, just include it in some sort of package, give them a discount and divide by 12 and offer them a nice low monthly payment. So, you know, if you're a handyman, you know, do five hours and normally a hundred bucks, you charge $500, give them a little bit of a discount on it, you know, give them an 80% discount and then take that $400, divide it by 12 and all of a sudden for 30 bucks, you know, or 33 bucks a month, 33 bucks a month, anytime up to five trips, up to an hour, I'll come to your home to fix whatever small little things. And all of a sudden now, you start racking those up, you get a couple hundred customers at $33, you know, really quickly. You know, even if you, even if you have only like 400 customers or 200 customers, you know, you're looking anywhere between $6,000 to $12,000 coming in automatically wow. any given month. And now you can start to optimize your schedule. So those, those three things really, really help when it comes to thinking about how do I not have to worry so much about, oh, uh, are there tumbleweeds? Are there not tumbleweeds? Am I pricing high enough? Am I pricing low enough? How do I know when I'm pricing too high or too low? 
I would say just the last little, and I'm going to say this is the little, uh, the cherry on top tip okay. that I like to give is if you are providing estimates and you're winning a hundred percent of those estimates, you are doing it wrong. You Bingo. do not want to win a hundred percent. I say, ideally, if you can win one out of two, so 50%, you're pricing yourself at a price point so that if you can be booked out for that week at that 50% win rate, you're able to produce and offer your services at a profit margin that's sustainable for your business and will help fuel your growth much faster than the one that is underbidding and undercutting and winning 100% of those bids or the person that's just pricing way out of their league and really only wants to service those huge massive homes and only do one every other month. Because I tell people all the time, when you're using House Call Pro, when you go out to go do a job, do the job, but do your customer the service and the favor of saying, hey, Rick, while I was at your house, I uh, noticed that X, Y, and Z, uh, I put that on one estimate for you. I sent you another estimate for the trees. I, your gutters are wrong, right? Like, and now I've got four things. And I just wanted to put this out here for you. None of this has to happen today. None of it has to happen tomorrow. But I'm gonna leave this with you because at some point you're gonna want me to fix it and you're already gonna have this. Now, the client's gonna love it because they're like, wow, that was thoughtful of him to do that. I didn't even ask him to do that. And the second thing is, when you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what to do. I don't have any business. Now, all of a sudden, you've built up a database inside of House Call Pro of all the estimates you ever had that are unclosed, right? Because you didn't win them yet. And just go call those customers and say, hey, Rick, you know what? I got some time right now. Actually, you're lucky. This week, my one client actually in the area canceled. I've got an opening. Normally, it would have cost this much to do it. I know you weren't even thinking about doing it, but I can actually come out because I'm in the area. Um, I could do that. It looks like I quoted you, uh, you know, $500. I can actually do that for 400 for you tomorrow. Um, and now you have a database saved up of these opportunities that you just mentioned, but you have to keep track of it and you need something um, automated to be able to do that. And that's one of the tricks that I see some really good pros doing house call pro. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, they have a lot of estimates. How are they doing? I'm like, Oh wow. They were literally at their home and they provided seven estimates and now they've got everything to feed them when times slow down. Wow. Wow. Okay. Like I said last time, guys, in the former, uh, in the pre previous uh, episode with Roland, there is so much great stuff for you to chew on. Okay. This is not milk out of the bottle. This is T-bone steak sitting on your plate in front of you. Okay. It takes a lot longer to process this. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you right now to do one thing. Uh, we've already talked about thinking outside the box because there is no box, all right? We've always talked about thinking past your nose. I would like for you today is when you get home, sit down and look at all the clients that you have on your list from last month, just last month, okay? These are people that you did not close. They, whatever reason it was, it is, okay? But say to them, Call them back up and tell them, hey, just like Rowan said, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. I've got some free time here. Let me come back and let's take another look at that job. Well, I've already done it. I've already had somebody else do it. You know what I saw, though? Did they take care of the trees growing out of your gutter? Hmm. Oh, I got trees growing out of my gutter? You know what, guys? A, a lot of times, and this is the, the habit of Americans, um, that when, when they have a garage, 
it's like the bat the bat the batman episode okay the bat cave door comes open the guy the guy drives his batmobile inside it shuts behind him you don't even see in that clip you don't see the mansion you don't see that mansion anywhere and neither does the homeowner the homeowner will not see his or her mansion the condition of it all they see is the inside of their garage and that's about as far as they go that's all when they pull up on that drive they're looking for that door to come up and they're inside they don't know they have trees growing uh trees growing in their gutters they don't know that the paint the caulking has peeled or popped or separated they didn't see that um a woodpecker uh poked a hole up in their chimney okay in their chimney box they didn't see on the back side of the house that that shingles have blown off from the last storm and now they're susceptible to roof leaks which leads to all kinds of problems way on down all the way down to the basement here in atlanta okay i've seen that happen so what i want you to do between now and tomorrow the next and, and here's how you do this tonight when you get home you're 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 tired you're exhausted okay Get you a Coke, get you a cup of coffee, whatever. Stay away from the beer for right now, okay? Sit down and look at your inventory of your clients and go back through there and make a phone call. The golden hour for our, or for our home people, okay? Uh, house, how, I'm sorry, home homeowners, okay? Is between five and seven, no matter what zip code or area code or uh, area that you live in, part of the United States or part of the world, it's five to seven. They work, they get home at five or they quit by five, they're home and they've already eaten by seven, they're relaxed. They're more ready to answer that phone when you call them. I call that the golden hour, okay? So this is something that you wanna work on uh, coming up next. Do that tonight. Tomorrow at your next uh, client's house, I want you to start looking, park, park your truck at the curb and start looking I want you to count five. I want you to start out simple. Look for five areas of profit centers that you can can you you can address that need help. Is the sidewalk cracked? Is there a sidewalk? Okay. Um, does the doorbell ring? Uh, look at the siding before you get to the steps. Look at the gutter. All right, look at the roof line. You may not be a roofer, you don't have to. You can get somebody else to do that for you. You're just gonna be the middleman, you know, connect the homeowner with the roofer and get paid in the middle and step out of the way. Let them do that, all right? And, and then you look at the siding. Is the siding uh, popping? Is it bowing? Um, and so on and so on and so on. So those are five areas right there that you can look at. Look at the painting of the house. Are the eaves and the soffit and all that ready to go? Are they, are they, caulked or they painted is what kind of condition look for five areas and then mention that you have just instead of gotten one client one job you got one client and five additional jobs right then and there roland we're out of time All thank right. you so much for being with us and uh, i tell you what i would love to have you back on at any given time please come back and be my guest again uh in the meantime how can we find uh, how can we find you and learn more about House Call Pro? Sure, no problem. So if you want to learn more about House Call Pro, simply go to housecallpro.com forward slash Coach Rick. And if you enter your information there, I'll make sure to um, hook you up with a little something as well as, uh, you know, send send some cool swag over to Rick here as well for, for uh, sending you over. So if you're curious, um, go to housecallpro.com forward slash Coach Rick. 
and we'll go from there. If you want to reach out to me personally, my email is very simple, Roland at housecallerpro.com. I do answer my emails uh, as well as uh, sometimes when I commute and drive home, I actually throw my cell phone out there and I talk to a lot of business owners um, myself. So um, I'm very easy to reach. House Call Pro is definitely going to help you if you liked any of the ideas that Rick just shared with you, as well as you just feel like you need a little bit a little more organized or think a little bit outside the box, try something new, um, get that recurring revenue coming. So when it comes time to sell your business down down the line, uh, you can get a little more return for your investment. Awesome. These are all good things you should be thinking about. So we're easy to find. And thank you for having me on, Rick. Well, we've run out of time once again. I hope you've enjoyed our time together as much as I have. If you have, please download today's episode and just as importantly, leave your best review and comments of your takeaway. By doing so, I will give you in return a free 15-minute personal phone call to talk about any specific challenges you face in your own handyman business. This is my way of showing gratitude to you, my faithful listening audience and friends. Simply email me directly at rick at thehandymanbusinesscoach.com with your name and phone number, and we'll set a time up together to talk then. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and be the best version of you.